guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we're starting the book of Malachi here. Previously, uh, yesterday, I, I talked to you about how the book of Malachi is really, I think to me personally at least, it shows some of the greatest ways that I can show my love to God. Now, with that in mind, let me show you how God loves me. Go to chapter 2, and you look at verse number 3. Now, again, take this for what it's worth. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, and one shall take you away with it. So, here we are. Think about this. Why would the Lord want to spread dung all over our faces? That creates a horrible visual in your mind, right? Well, I think it starts back in chapter 1. If you look at verse number 6, it says, A son honoreth his father, a servant his master. If I then be a father, where then is mine honor? If I be a master, where is my I fear, saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests. Now he's talking about the priests in the temple here. Ye that despise my name, and ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? Or if ye offer the lame and the sick, now the footnote, if you click on that, says lame or sick animals, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? You go down to verse number 13. Ye said also, behold, what a weariness is it. And ye have snuffed at it. The footnote says you've belittled it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye have brought that which was torn and the lame and the sick. And thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed is the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. So bottom line with all of this, it appears that the Lord is not too happy with what the priests are offering, right? He's basically, you go back to what we started with, he's like, look, you're giving me crap as your offerings for lack of a more scriptural term, right? You're offering me dung. He's like, look, I'm just going to throw dung right back at you because that's what you appear to be offering me. Now, again, as we're doing this, the Lord is not sitting there. And I've said this multiple times as we've studied the Old Testament here. You know, like a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the Lord God is a jealous God, right? And jealousy is not just him saying, people, worship me, give me offerings. That's why I am here. No, it's because he understands what happens when you and I start to give offerings to him. He understands and he knows what happens to our hearts as we do that. So he's like, look, guys, stop giving me all of this dung because it is not going to do you much good. Now you go to the word offering. Offering in the Bible dictionary, it says it's a gift to the Lord. The Old Testament often uses the word to refer to sacrifices or burnt offerings. This is something that they did in the temples, right? The church today uses fast offerings and other free will offerings, including time, talents, and possessions to help the poor and for or other worthy causes. So a lot of the book of Malachi, like I said, it talks about what ways we can show our love to God and we can do that through our offerings. But the Lord is like, look, you got to give me your best. Not that he needs our best, but we need to give our best. And I know if you're watching this, you're just probably like, Derek, look, sometimes my best is the 5% that I have to offer. It's like, that's it. I wake up in the morning. I got nothing. I have very little to offer. Well, here's the cool thing about this. 
I think the Lord is cool with that, particularly when you look at this woman right here. Now, we're fast forwarding to the book of Mark, which we get to study the uh, the New Testament this next year. I'm super excited about that. This woman is simply just known as a widow. She is a, a poor widow. And again, this is a teaser for next year for Mark chapter 12. But Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44 says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury. This is the same God, by the way. This is Jehovah, God of the Old Testament. Here he is, Jesus Christ. Christ, watching uh, an interesting interaction here. And behold, how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. That's an acceptable offering to the Lord. I really look at this woman and I can see Jesus looking at these Pharisees that are just counting their money in front of everybody going, yeah, let me see how much. Oh, I'll just put it all into there. And here's this widow who comes in just poor and just giving whatever she can offer at that point. And Jesus is like, she gets it. She gets it. They're just offering. They're just looking to, to look awesome in front of everybody. She gets it. Now, as I was thinking about this as well, I was thinking about something that President Nelson said a few years ago when he was talking about, uh, specifically about the Sabbath day. But he said, how do we hallow the Sabbath day? In my much younger years, I studied the work of others who had compiled lists of things to do and things not to do on the Sabbath. Many of you are familiar with this. It wasn't until later that I had learned from the scriptures that my conduct and my attitude on the Sabbath constituted a sign between me and my heavenly father with that understanding i no longer needed lists of do's or don'ts when i had to make a decision whether or not an activity was appropriate for the sabbath and here is the key with all of this i simply asked myself what sign do i want to give to god that question made my choices about the Sabbath day crystal clear. So here he is wanting to give an offering to the Lord, and he wants to do his best with this. So many of you are familiar with the story from Elder James E. Talmadge. Uh, it's called the Parable of the Grateful Cat. And as I was thinking about this whole idea of how do I want to show God that I love him with my offerings, this parable came to my mind. So there's a man, he's a very rich nobleman, and he's walking just out for a walk one day, and he goes along the banks of a river, and he sees these couple of boys, and they're drowning kittens into the pond and he sees this mother cat who is just running about frantic as her babies are basically just getting thrown into this pond and he goes to these guys and he's like hey what are you guys doing and uh, they said well these belong to our our mistress the woman who we work for and they said she didn't want these kittens and so we're drowning them and uh, he goes okay hold don't do that he goes I'll pay you I'll take the kittens and so they're like, that's cool. And there was one kitten that had already drowned, but he took a couple of cats, these kittens with him. And all of a sudden the mother cat sees this man as the savior of her babies. And she follows him back to his home. He takes care of them. Anyway, the next day this mother cat comes in with this big old fat half dead mouse and she drops it at his feet. And he's probably like, um, okay, 
thanks, right? Now, Elder Talmadge said this, What think you of the offering and the purpose that prompted the act? A live mouse, fleshy and fat, within the cat's possible power of estimation and judgment, it was the superlative gift. To her limited understanding, no rational creature could feel otherwise than pleased over the present of a meaty mouse. Every sensible cat would be ravenously joyful with such an offering. Beings unable to appreciate a mouse for a meal were unknown to the cat. Are not our offerings to the Lord, our tithes, which we'll talk more about tomorrow, and our other free will gifts as thoroughly unnecessary to his needs as was the mouse to the scientist? But remember that the grateful and sacrificing nature of the cat was enlarged and in a measure sanctified by her offering. Thanks be to God that he gauges the offerings and sacrifices of his children by the standard of their physical ability and honest intent, rather than by the gradation of his exalted station. Verily, he is God with us, and he both understands and accepts our motives and righteous desires. Our need to serve God, and this is key, our need to serve God is incalculably greater than his need for our service. And so that's when you look at the offerings that we give to him. What kind of offering are we willing to give to the Lord? And it's not about him. It is about us learning how to express and give that love to him, which we're going to see two examples of this over the next couple of days. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.